0: Welcome in the CHGO Bears podcast on a beautiful Wednesday with an amazing guest to start off the show. Shout out as we start the show to uh, our new diehards from yesterday. Jason J-Man is in as a diehard. So is Chris. Let's My, go. Let's go, Jason and Chris. All CHGO.com. Become a diehard. Do you sound terrible? Is that why you're nope. laughing at him? I am laughing at him because his the first words out of mouth were, <laughs>
1: <laughs> You know, I'm cursed. I'm yeah. cursed. Okay. Um, I have the phlegm curse. But
0: look who's here, everyone. Look who's here indeed. The single season record holder still. <laughs> for passing yards in a Chicago Bears uniform, wearing number 12. Hopefully we won't be saying this next year. I don't know. In two years, sometime soon, 3,838 yards. He also holds the single-season record for touchdown passes with 29. By the way, the NFL record is 55. Someday we'll get to 30 here at Chicago. Eric Kramer, who uh, has a new book out, The Ultimate Comeback, which uh, we'll get into Eric's journey. As some of you, uh, I think probably know at least part of his journey, but uh, this is, you know, obviously a great bear and a great human being that we're getting to talk to to start Absolutely. the show today.
2: So Eric, thank, thanks so much for making time for us. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, man. It's a, it certainly is a good time of the year for a lot of, well, four teams anyway.
0: Well, okay. Let, let's start there before we get into the bears and then the, some of the, you know, the, 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 truly important stuff, the human being. Uh, look, I'm rooting for the Lions. I, I think it's a cool story. You were there for three years. You were, of course, a Bear for five years. You've been in Detroit. You're experiencing uh, all the fandom going nuts. You're running into Calvin Johnson. The whole thing. So, uh, can you just I don't know talk to Bears fans right now, and say like, hey, it's kind of a it's kind of a cool thing what's going on up in there in Detroit, and they'll probably go back to being the Lions sooner than later, right? So, so you know, it's,
2: it's not for life. We can just enjoy them right now. Well, here's how I would look at it. If I'm a Bears fan, I would look at it like the Lions this year are the Bears next year. And the Lions are set up to, to be here a while, as I believe the Bears will be as well. Um, there's just too many good things going on within both organizations for that not to be the case.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, I think a lot of Bears fans feel that way. I think we would have felt a little stronger about it had we... Uh, knock Green Bay out of the playoffs the way the Lions did last year. Um, But, yeah, I mean, you've been on here the sidelines the last couple weeks at these Lions games. You know, for you, what's that been like to see a fan base that's been – we're all starved to get the quarterback right. We're all starved to win a Super Bowl for the first time since 1985. But to be there with the Lions fan base and and first time winning the playoffs in 31 years – What's that like? Because on TV, we're seeing the emotion, uh, grown men crying, you know, you know, showing that emotion for the team they love. I, I think a lot of fans can relate to that.
2: For sure. I mean, you remember when the when, when the Cubs won the World Series? What was it 2016? How were there literally lifelong Cubs fans on the floor, rolling around, cannot believe this happened. That's what's going on in Detroit right now. And when Chicago does the same thing next year, that's exactly what will happen there as well. There's two cities that have pretty much mirrored each other uh, football-wise for so long now that, uh, you know, there's – when you're talking about one blue-collar city, you're talking about the other. And uh, so it's been great to to witness it in Detroit – in the same way, because there are people that uh, came up to, like I did this one interview, I was at a Pistons game with this woman and she goes, you know, I could tell by what she was saying that she had not seen me play. She was born back in 1991. And she goes, but my parents loved you. <laughs> so I think that that's the feeling I get is like, there are generations of fans in Detroit that have been star for this, just like there are in Chicago.
0: Yeah, I I love the cub reference cuz that's exactly how I was kind of looking at it. I I walked I was at, you know, Wrigley Field when they went to the World Series which was, you know, Game 7 was obviously in Cleveland, but they go to the World Series and I'm walking around with a quarter and people are crying and I'm like, is this the greatest day of your life? And they're right. like, well, I've had 3 kids, but I got to say it is like, that's literally what they were saying. And it seems like that's kind of going on you know, in Detroit. I'll
2: bet you that you could, you could comment on this probably better than me, but I'll bet you there were more, more Cubs fans outside of Wrigley that night than were inside Cleveland stadium.
1: Yeah. Oh, without question. I, uh, yeah, for me, at least in that moment, I thought I was going to like have, be very emotional. I was with my mom and my wife and and a good friend of mine, but because Rajai Davis hit that game tying home run and I, the fear of blowing it was like just wafting over it's, me that right. when they it's, won, I was just so relieved that they didn't blow it because I couldn't have lived with that. I wouldn't have been able to go to work for the next year well, after a you, game like you, that.
2: If either of you seen that it's on YouTube, but you know, Eddie Vedder, the song uh, someday we'll go all the way, yeah. yep. but they did it to that, a, a video montage to that game and it it's the greatest thing I've ever seen and that's what's literally so Detroit has staged its own watch party inside of Ford Field this game and I'll, I'll bet you it comes close to selling out.
1: That's, that's awesome.
0: It's, 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 it's great and for fan bases that have been through the ringer times t- 100 like at least f- I think on some level even Bears Vance who were in the chat saying no, no, Detroit. It's like, listen, uh, we can at least relate. So I, yep. I, 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 that's, that's kind of where I'm at with Detroit. I'm Plus, rooting
1: it, for my friend Adam's happiness. Th-
0: there you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, all right, so... We talked to you last year at the Super Bowl, Eric. I watched, I rewatched the interview this morning, and uh, by the way, you did a great job; it was fantastic. So, thanks for doing that. Thanks for being here. Now, but we, we of course leaned into Fields, and you were very optimistic that he was going to make a significant jump going year two to year three. I think a lot of Bears fans were, and he did make a jump numbers wise. It obviously wasn't nearly where people would like it to be, and now the Bears are we're sitting here with the number one pick and all the options. But what what do you think happened with Justin this year? I don't know how much you got to see, but what's your assessment of what you did see?
2: I watched it all. And and I was a shocked, probably more so than anybody, that there there seemed to be no correlation to how last season ended and how this year began when it came to Justin Fields. Like, none whatsoever. It was as though we were watching a high school quarterback and not even a good one. and And so, like... I think I know Chicago's kind of split, meaning, uh, you know, some fans think he can still play. There's a lot there. I don't happen to be one of those. And um, I think with the number one overall pick, you've got great options, better options, in fact, than they had last year. And because there are a lot more teams in need of a quarterback, which I believe the Bears are too. And everybody's talking about Caleb Williams and Matt. That may be the guy. In my opinion, um, he better be so much better than Bo Nix that it's, like, not even close. Because for what you could get for that number one pick, that's not even close. So there could be three number one picks that come out of that number one pick.
0: So you're going bold, trade back, draft Bo Nix, get yeah. the value. That's the biggest swing you could possibly take. By the way, if if Ryan Poles did that, Eric, you're moving off of Justin, you are moving off of Caleb, and you're drafting. You know who some people I think would rank maybe the fourth best quarterback in the draft. You could be GM of the year right there if that turns out to be correct. You know, and he and he
2: shines. Well, think back what Dallas Cowboys did when they traded Herschel Walker away. And and so you basically build teams through the draft for the most part and acquisitions that make sense, like Montez Sweat and free agent acquisitions that you don't go pay overboard for. And so to me, so far, that is exactly what Ryan Pauls has done. Now he may think, along with everyone else that uh, who's making this decision, that Caleb Williams is the guy you would never want to pass on. Okay, great. Then he better work out that way. Yep. Because you've got, you could go leverage that number one pick and get an elite left tackle. You could uh, then trade back again and get an elite edge rusher. Um, there's a lot you could do with that number one pick that you couldn't last year.
0: Bryce, you can go for the next six hours, but I just gotta get this one out. <laughs> uh, Cause I just winding back to Justin. And when we were talking to you about him last year, you you said, because we were talking about making him a bigger pocket passer, and, and you mm-hmm. clearly said if people go back and watch our interview from the Super Bowl last year, you're like, stick with that formula that they were using at the end of the year. And the Bears didn't do that. They tried to do something completely different at the start of the year, and they, and, and Justin looked lost. The offense looked lost. They started 0-4. So as I'm making a slight – case for for Justin here like it it was almost it was just bizarre how they didn't
2: stick with what was working at the beginning of the year and then had to come back to it I I just didn't get that part well the guy responsible for not doing that is now gone and so uh to me the guy who if you did stick with it still would have had issues he's at least now worth a number one two a number two pick and a solid one at that so again I go back to saying like Justin Fields, in how long has he been there now? Three years? Three. Three years. In three years, he's not shown me, at least, that he has the ability to um, be consistent enough, meaning reading coverages, looking defenders one way, throwing another, um, and sort of having the command of the game that all things go through you and the other team, as a result, loses. Um, that I haven't seen that. And I don't know if you guys have, but I know I haven't. And so I think he's played well enough after by no coincidence, watching Tyson Bajant do it for four weeks. And, um, and so to me, I think you've got Tyson Bagent who could for sure lead the season off if necessary. And, um, you know again this team is built to me so well with so many good young players um, that that would be the way I go
1: so you because like I think a lot of Bears fans uh, you know how split the fan base is right now over this whole thing with fields so you're saying even because you acknowledge that hey gets he's gone now he's part of the part of the problem and so, so you don't put as much weight into the environment around him here these last three years. In when you contrast that to his personal accountability of his own development,
2: I, I don't. No, it it's it's always helpful if um, if you know the coaching staff is on point. But but great players don't always play for great coaches and so there's a lot you can do um to learn on your own by watching how other people do it and uh, it's all it takes is time and energy on your part and so i do not subscribe to oh because luke had his share of the problems therefore it's all that's that gives justin fields a free pass no it doesn't not at all
1: so you you know obviously saying you'd take Bo Nix over Caleb Williams and Drake May and even Jaden Daniels who uh, there's some draft evaluators that have them going one two and three that certainly stands out is that because of how highly you think of Bo Nix or or like how do you view those other three quarterbacks obviously specifically Caleb Williams is it more that you like Bo Nix more or that you're troubled by what you see with Caleb Williams.
2: I'm not troubled by anything I see with Caleb Williams. I'm just saying that he better be the Empire State Building much taller in performance than Bo Nix, which I don't think is the case. Um, And I just I think Bo Nix is a special player, leader, you name it. I saw him. uh, He was part of that Elite 11 group when he came out of high school. And I happened to be down there coaching that uh when he was there and he stood out back then and um so uh i don't know i i I think he's he's a guy that went from one college system at auburn to another college system at at oregon and actually got better did he really get better or did the people around him were better the coaching staff was better i kind of think it's the latter and i think that was him already
0: I listen, we're saving the tape here because people are having a reaction to it. And I, and I like it. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, listen,
1: I mean, the, yeah,
0: I mean,
2: I'm I mean, gonna... I'm, I'm just saying Bo Nix because I haven't done all the homework. There could be others out there that, you know, Brock Purdy's got a brother that looked good in the one game I saw him play at Nebraska. Um, and so, you know, there, like I said, I wouldn't get hung up on one guy.
1: Well, and I, I just think from everything you've said here so far, I mean, this is a very intense time to be a Bears fan. There's a lot of infighting going on <laughs> and you come on here and say Fields is not good. Tyson Bagent played well at one point. I, I don't know if that's exactly what you said, but like Bo, Bo Nix, and this is a big Tyson Bajan guy over here, Bo Nix over Caleb Williams and Drake May- and Jaden Daniels. So like people watching our show now, you know, and, and people that will watch this later, I'm sure are going to have a very strong reaction, but I've watched you break down the tape, you know, with the tape never lies guys, Phil and Shane, they're good friends of mine. So it's, you know, I think for some veteran players, they're going to have their opinion, but they don't necessarily key in on stuff, but you are somebody that does still follow the game and and watch the tape and, and break it down on, on, on your own platform
2: i so i'm interested like anybody else is and i like to make i like when i talk about something if i'm gonna have an opinion i want it to be based on what i see uh and so what i see is that what we've been talking about just now and if it helps your ratings and people having visceral responses to it so much the better um but i i just have to say what i what i think and what i've what i think is what i've seen over time i listen i
0: support it it's we are you are allowed to have an opinion you are you 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 have the single season record for passing yards in the in chicago bears history nobody in our chat who disagrees with you right now does and there's plenty of people who <laughs> so listen the man look, look I, I i give you all the respect in the world but i give you more respect eric as as a human being your journey is is uh, Incredible, and by the way, for me to say that is 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 something because if I could have picked one thing in my life to happen, like I would have given up years on my life to have gotten to play professional sports for just a, a you know for a, a f- for five seconds really, like I put that big of a pedestal yeah. on getting to that level. And you're talking about how your life is better now uh, in your into your fifties than it was when you were actually playing. So can you just sort of explain how you're enjoying yourself more today than you did running out on the football field. Cause that, that seems like impossible to me.
2: Right. Well, I enjoyed it then too, but I, I think that, um, there's so, there were so many more factors there back then in my own life, um, outside of football that made it complicated. And, and so I think now, um, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful, first of all, to be here because, you know, I did have a suicide attempt and for all intents and purposes, I should have been, you know, for lack of a better word successful, but thank God I wasn't because now I just feel uh, the purpose that I feel now is to be here, A, for all the people that I wouldn't have been here before and had the misperception that I was all by myself when I never really was. And and so and then obviously there's things that I'm involved in putting together a couple of projects uh, to begin with. Uh, You know, you mentioned this book and. You know, that's that's going to I get so much gratitude uh, out uh, and fulfillment, really, uh, for like speaking about this book, and I've only done it once. but things are leading to that happening more times now. And the the I suppose the the number of topics that can be that are hit on in this book are so relevant to other people in their lives that, uh, you know, it, it becomes a great dialogue.
1: Yeah, my wife's a nurse practitioner and and she deals with young kids every day and. I think with the era of social media, you know, depression and suicide rates are skyrocketing. How important how hard was it for you to be honest about your suicide attempt and and how important was that to get that message out and, and have a positive effect on others?
2: Well, that's a great question. And I think it's um, the only way to be the only way to be significant when you tell your story, as I've done, is to be honest about it. I mean, so when you're talking about a suicide attempt, why would you hide that? Why would you be ashamed of that or feel any guilt? Like that's the reason I'm here is that and what led to that. And so the program that I've developed with in conjunction with a couple of other people comes right out of that. It comes right out of depression, meaning why wait that long to get there? And so, your wife being a nurse practitioner, um, you know, one of the programs, it's called Mental Health Touchdown. It hasn't happened just yet, but it was supposed to happen this past August. So, it's a program that I'm looking to get sponsored that deals with young kids and families to begin with. So, we're gonna start this with uh, one elementary after school program and one middle school after school program right here where I live in Thousand Oaks and uh, and uh, so the idea that before you ever get to be 30 40 or 50 when you're young 8 9 10 years old that you start to identify qualities and people that you aspire to you know hopefully in yourself too but things at nine years old would be you know uh, telling the truth or having your friends back or in whatever way that shows up for you. But the beauty of it is it can all be acted out. And there's a woman I'm associated with now. Her name's Catherine Casimir, Casimir, and, um, she's been doing this sort of work for years. Um, her background is in, um, is in, uh, 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 what is it? So, uh, improv, which leads to social change theater. She was one of the first ones to start this. Wow. And, um, uh, and so, when you work with young people and families on, you know, kind of acting out these scenes really as to what the positive traits look like in people. And, and then how do you approach a person that you're looking to put on your home team and you act that out too. And, uh, and then when it comes to dealing with stuff like bullying, um, we're not going to certainly ignore it. We're going to make that a a focus of it and social media and all that and so but are those is anybody going to raise their hand and go you know what I loved how put her name or his name in there I loved how they pulled a couple people together to isolate this one person and and make them feel outside of everything like who's going to go I love that nobody So you're going to over time build your own little home team so that you can go to them when times are good and you can go to them when you're facing challenges. And even better, they can come to you when they notice something might be off. And and so if you start that around age, nine and ten and you include not just them, but their entire family, then by the time you're 18 getting out of high school now for half your life that's been who you are and that's who you carry forward uh and that that home team you have that started at age nine has now you've worked to cultivate that over these last however many years
1: yeah, I think it's a great strategy. I mean, something I had a real problem with. I mean, Carmen, all these guys know here at the studio, I'm a people pleaser. I want everybody to like me. And when I was growing up, I had 70 friends. I think I had 14 people stand up in my wedding. I, I wanted everyone to be involved in my, my party. That was my life. But as I got older, I realized not everybody was in, you know, in my corner and had my best interests and, and were truly rooting for me. And I had to learn to, get my circle a lot smaller. And I I appreciate what you do with your platform to speak on depression and speak on your suicide attempt. I grew up, you know, with depression. I, I, I was the bully in my life and I was bullied in my life as well. It was both. And when you're a kid going through this, it can be... Difficult to navigate that through, and I can only imagine how hard that is nowadays for kids with social media. I can't imagine what I would have been like with social media. I have a daughter that's five, and my goal is to try to give her a clear pathway to having a happy life. So your advice on the home team I think really resonated with me really well
2: here today. Well, uh, you know, going back to what you were talking about, you were a bully, and then you were also bullied. For someone to be a bully, and I'm no expert, I'm not, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a social worker, but that person most likely is an unhappy person themselves for whatever reason. Yep. So they're going to not they don't necessarily want to feel that themselves as much as they want to make that be felt by somebody else. And so those things can be acted out, too. Um, It doesn't have to be, oh, that's the worst person who ever lived. We've all got issues. And so let's bring those out so that um, people that find themselves in pain, which is where being a bully comes from, then you act all that stuff out. And then that person is not a bully themselves. In fact, they're accepted. And because that bully person, I'm going to guess you would know better than me but you probably felt isolated at some point in your own life. As much as you wanted to please everybody and, and as much as many friends as you wanted to have, I guarantee you, or I should let you ask, were there times when you felt that you yourself were isolated or in yeah, some way?
1: 100%. Yeah. It was a front, you know. I've, I would have huge parties. I'd have tons of friends. But deep down, I'd be at my house, and I wasn't happy with my life, 100%. And it took me a long time. I've always been honest with myself. That's kind of the one thing that's helped me is I've never, I've never lied to myself. I, I know who I am as a person, and I know why I have the emotional reactions that I do. But uh, I, I can't always control those. I still to this day you know, have to navigate through those emotions. But at the end of the day, I think the first step is acknowledging it and then understanding why you react to things.
2: I think that's very well put. Very well said.
1: So,
0: listen. I everyone's got their 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 journey around this, and the, 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 the bully part of it. Like, I mean, if you go back to that age, I mean, I made fun of kids. I got made fun of. I was unhappy. The, the whole trying to dunk on someone to make you feel better, make them miserable. What you just, however, you just put it, Eric was spot on. Um, and and to the depression point, a lot of kids, you know, look, they're trying to figure out school social life they have no idea that they're actually quote unquote depressed or just having challenges sure. and and how, how even to talk about that and then right. you know depending on what's going at home with your parents you know and, and you know you could have a parent who might be so progressive as saying like let me get let me get you into some child coaching therapy program where you can actually talk to someone, that's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Huge power there, and, and you're getting ahead of the game, but a lot of parents aren't thinking that way, plus they don't even have an idea that that's even an option, plus the, the money part of it, so there's just a lot of stuff going on here. But, like, I, you know, back back to you, Eric, you, like, and is it, you know, just re-going through what happened and talking about this, is it like it is it is it, re, is it like reopening a wound each time or like or how does how, you know i just would think it'd be a lot to go back through yes i took a gun i put it to myself uh, it's a miracle i'm alive like you're it's a inc- like i've never talked to anybody like that that's a, that's in you know it's like you shouldn't be here but you are and you can sort right. of explain like you know i'm like what i'm most of it's like what was that moment like where you actually had the courage in my mind to even pull the trigger like that's like who can get to that point like i can't understand it as much as I've wanted to like lay in bed all day and not go and do whatever I had to do that day, you know, I I can get to there, but I can't get to where you got to. And I, I, it's like, it's, and I don't want to make it super painful, but I'm also super interested.
2: So to answer your question, thanks for laying it out that way uh, and sort of giving some background detail to what was a very painful time, but to go back now to that time is not painful at all. Uh, In fact, it's just the opposite. Uh, I really enjoy sharing my story and what got me to whatever, wherever point in life I got to meaning good or bad. I have no problem sharing that with somebody else because it engages what people are going through themselves. I mean, I don't, when someone's saying that, I don't know their story. So if I go first, that pretty much opens the door for them. And the whole point is to really help each other. And as you guys mentioned, you know, we've all been through stuff. And so why act like it didn't happen instead? Why not create a game plan from here that kind of goes, Oh, the train's going, we'll all hop on. And, uh, you know, that that's kind of, to me, the opposite of that would be to not say anything and to just go on living without really engaging your community meaning you're starting with your own family and friends and you know uh, everybody's going through something at every you know every day and so why not be the sort of light that helps pay helps them pay their own way
1: and i think that's what sports what makes sports special in a lot of ways for me it's always been a place i can go to to have fun and get away from the realities of life. It's something that brings lots of people together from all walks of life. And, you know, there's just so nowadays in society, there's so very few common grounds where people can come together and agree on something. And sports is still one of those to an extent until we're arguing about the quarterback position, Uh, you know, so, you know, but that is what makes it special. I mean, to try to steer this back into a little bit of bears, because I did have, you know, with Dan Campbell, I I I'm I love Dan Campbell with who the Lions. I, I man, he he is he's my spirit animal.
2: Uh <laughs> he I there's is. there's so If he big... ever leaves the Lions, shouldn't he become like a life coach?
1: Yes. Yes, who uh,
2: wouldn't uh... <laughs> not play for the guy. But who would want to live around that aura for sure? Yeah.
1: I would run through a brick wall for him right now and he's the coach <laughs> of my rival team, but you know, <laughs> There's very few CEO head coaches out there. You know, it's starting to become very uh, specific. Like everybody's looking for the next great play caller to be your head coach. But Dan's the CEO of that team. And, you know, here in Chicago, the Bears chose to keep Matt Eberflus, who, you know, has the defensive side of it. But they, they they build him as to be a CEO type head coach. Like, where do you stand when it comes to that? Like, everybody's trying to find the next new wave of play callers, but Dan is doing it a different way while the rest of the league is, and do you think that one day the, the league will trend back towards those types of coaches?
2: Well, I think that, A, it really doesn't matter if you're a defensive caller or an offensive caller. It makes no difference. What does matter is that the guys that are always at the top offensively or defensively, are leaders of people, period. And when you can inspire others not to just do their job, but to actually play because they're they are invested in you because they've seen you become invested in them over time. And that's Dan Campbell. When I think, when you mentioned CEO, I think of a guy in a pent-up business suit and briefcase in hand and the little people are to him are everybody that's not him whereas that's not dan campbell uh dan campbell is one of the guys and um but i think he's so passionate about what he does and who he believes in that that's what that, that, that is what meshes that team together um i'll bet you dan campbell could give a workshop on leadership for other people um and i don't care what that those group of other people do it could be coach football it could be as you said running some company Um, the idea is that you get everybody with one purpose and you all work towards that purpose and the idea is that let's say you are you let's say the three of us we're on some company or leaders in some company or some football team or some who knows what. It's our three jobs to focus on what's gonna be our goal. Well, what's gonna, whatever, that, whatever we decide that to be, then it's your job and your job and my job that amongst the three of us, we find ways to observe each other and build each other up because we're all three going to get better at whatever we focus on and whatever somebody else helps us focus on. And that permeates to the rest of that whole organization. So that's Dan Campbell. And, um, and I think Matt Iberflus has some of that in him as well. I got it. He's a defensive uh, guy, kind of the thought process is there. But he's also, you've never heard any uh, throughout the year, at least I haven't hurt any offensive player in any way, disparage, make a, well, he's a defensive guy. No, he's a head coach. And so it's his job to pull all everybody in that locker room, regardless of position, which regardless of side of the ball, you know, a lot of their, a lot of the team makes their headway on special teams uh, as, as kind of their second position. But I, I just think that, He's kind of he's not alone in that regard. Meaning there are others out there just like that. You know, I will I'll guarantee you Kyle Shanahan's like that. Um and just because he happens to coach one side of the ball doesn't mean he doesn't know how to lead people.
1: Yep.
2: So I my, I my... I like your I like your analogy though to um you know, Dan being sort of not being sort of a specialist on either right. side of the ball, but a leader of everybody inside that locker room, meaning everybody in that building. Yep. People above him and below him.
1: Yeah. I was a bricklayer for
2: modern day Ditka.
1: Yeah. I was a bricklayer for 20 years before uh, someone was silly enough to give me a job in this industry. And so, yeah, I would love Dan Campbell to be on the wall (laughs) laying brick with me. He'd motivate me to get a few more on there. Maybe we should all, we should all meet you, Dan Campbell. We'll have Carm Labor, and we'll start building some houses. L-
0: listen, uh, I'm I'm in. <laughs> I I'll do anything. For, I'll even lay brick for Dan Campbell. That guy. <laughs> and I listen. I was I was with everybody too. This guy's a complete idiot. What do you say? Bite ankles, and then we're gonna eat your knee, and then we're gonna and then we're gonna so do. Perfect. But
2: like, hey. But now different. they're putting T-shirts on. Okay, who's going to get their kneecaps bitten off next? Right. Exactly. It, well, if exactly. I, if
1: if, I, if we see Dan at the Super Bowl, if they're if they're lucky enough to get there, that's the question I want to ask Dan Campbell: Is how he likes his ankles medium rare, well done? You know, <laughs> that's that's the key. Because if you're not cooking at medium rare, then I start to question your evaluation of it.
2: By the way, you guys going to be out there again at the? Uh, Super
0: Bowl, radio bro and all that. We 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 are. Uh, we're looking forward to it, and I assume you're going, Eric. Is that um, yeah? I, yeah, I'll be there late in the week. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we're gonna hunt you down. We'll we'll, we'll do part two of this. Uh, the book, Love though, it. just as we wrap up here, the ultimate comeback, and if you see, it's written uh, with William Croyle. And yeah. uh, this is a super interesting guy that you partnered with here, Eric. Because, I mean, he he wrote a book. He, he looks for odds, different amazing stories, which is Eric's story. And he he wrote a book like the, the the last guy that I think that was pulled out of the rubble in nine eleven or one, you know, just some it, crazy it was, stuff. It this it guy.
2: Was a young woman, yeah, yeah, yeah. Angel a young woman,
0: woman, yeah. So
2: uh, you and he reached out to you, correct? Uh, William Royal. Yeah. What he did is he actually reached out. You mentioned Dan Wetzel earlier. Dan wrote an article. Uh, Bill Keenis, who was the uh, Lions' uh, media relations director back then, um, got a hold of Dan, and Dan wrote an article. Uh, really, was the first one. Um, and and William or Bill, as he goes by, uh, contacted Anna Durgan, friend of mine, and because uh, she was quoted in there more than me actually, and so uh, he got a hold of her somehow. And she says, Hey, there's a guy named Bill Croy that would like to really talk to you about uh, potentially writing a book together. And I said, Oh, okay. Um, and so we kind of, I didn't know who he was. And so just, he's an easy guy to talk to, asks a lot of good questions, and uh, is very, I don't know what the word is, sort of like the opposite of pushy, deferential. Is that the right word? Uh, where, you know, he just, approachable uh, very and and he but he was very easygoing in the way he approached me meaning that he, he had no he wasn't like sitting on the spring when he when I answered the phone and um so anyway we developed a nice relationship and still do and uh, uh I've still never met him face to face and uh seen him on zooms and mostly over the phone and uh just an incredibly nice man and well accomplished I think as a writer I could so I the the book you mentioned angel in the rubble I I asked him I said well give me the name of a book And I think he's what 11 or 12 something and I said uh give me the name of a book that you think I should read he goes oh gosh I don't know uh and that's the one he mentioned so I I still have it and I, I could tell in the first couple of paragraphs that obviously he knows what he's doing um and so I think you know the the collaboration we had together on this is uh, was really well, really well done.
0: I, I I enjoyed your just your analogy there of sitting on a spring because I do think you just talked to at least one person, probably two, who sit on a spring uh, in in the today's interview. Would you not agree? If you're a yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so all sides. Hey, Eric. Great to see you. Thanks so much, and uh, we look forward to running into you at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, oh, always, a pl- always a pleasure to talk to you. And congrats on the book. Thank you, fellas. Thank yeah. you. Our pleasure. The ultimate comeback. The great Eric Kramer with the us here. The
1: ultimate interview there. That was that, was that awesome. got intense. Yeah. Was great.
0: Yeah. I he. Um, what a, a hero of a person.
1: Yeah, it's inspiring stuff. There's no question about it.
0: So, uh, speaking of keeping yourself in a good mental health spot, here's a transition for you, Bragsy. Oh, there we go. You're a pro. Getting, doing doing your best to stay in shape is a good part of it, too. How do you do that? You become a member at Midtown Athletic Club. By the way, come out and see us tomorrow at Midtown Athletic Club in Bannockburn. show is going to be live. Uh, People new, that
1: come can have free access and, and a free pass to get in.
0: You're, you're, everything is free. You're coming on in. There's going to be a happy hour at 3 o'clock, which is also – Apparently on the house, uh, which is a beautiful thing. So come on out to Midtown in Bannockburn on tomorrow. <laughs> What's up? I said on the house. You're on the house, All buddy. Right. There you go. Let's party. Four locations, Palatine, Bannockburn that I'm talking about, Willowbrook, and, of course, Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln Park. The nicest fitness club that you will ever go to. And just a, just a ton of features. The locker room, which is where I like to hang out. Wet and dry saunas. Steam Room, Outdoor Pools, Indoor Pools, Gregory Braggs at the Hotel, (laughs) High Interval (laughs) Trainings, Yoga, Boxing, Cycling cross-draided group exercise, and the, the best tennis courts going. Uh, indoor, outdoor, paddle, pickle, the whole thing. Uh, it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal place. And, yes, CHGO Bears and the Chicago Sports Podcast are going to be there tomorrow, live from Midtown Bannockburn, Thursday, January the 25th. Guests the show, complimentary that day. Come check out the space, catch the show. Head over to midtown.com forward slash CHGO. Find out more and tour the Midtown Athletic Club nearest you. I will be giving tennis lessons to anybody who asks afterwards if there's open courts i'll pay for that myself let's have anybody we'll go like a nice let's get out there let's let's play you that's too right. buddy
1: that's right um you're up now yeah i that. know i'm up i'm <laughs> sorry are you, are you okay do
0: you want me to do it <laughs> no, i can do it you're good you you're sure? good
1: because i just want to tell everybody to head out to game time uh while i'm texting people while i'm supposed to be doing my what, job what, what?
0: Why don't I handle game time and you just do what you got to do with it.
1: Thank you. That would help.
0: Game time tickets. You know it. You love it. You need to download it. It's the easiest way to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Sports, concerts, theater, everything. Lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection. Game time is the only ticketing app that gives you the complete peace of mind with your purchase. We talk about it every day here. Look, just do it now. Download the game time app. Create an account. Use the code CHGO. Your first purchase, you get $20 off. And, yes, terms do apply. But, again, create that account, and the redeem code is CHGO, $20 off. I love the zone deals. You pick the section, game time picks the seats. You get an average of about 18% savings on mm-hmm. those. That's a sweet way to go about it if you just want to get in and see the Bulls blow a 23-point lead to the Phoenix Suns. Of course, they did that on the road. But I, uh, I hit that money line, though. You did? I took the Suns uh, plus, like, 175 when they were down, like, 13 or something like that. Way to go, Lawrence. Yeah. That's, that's I a good knew, I knew it was coming. Plus one seven. I hate that bet, but congratulations on that bet. All right. Um, I want to explore one scenario here as we get into the Bears situation as I continue to look at this every day. And it's less and less likely, it seems, that the Bears are going to quote-unquote trade down, not quote-unquote that they will trade out of the pick. I think most people think they're going to take the pick, but let's call it a, at least a, what, I don't know, 20% chance that they trade the pick? 10%? Whatever. Doesn't matter. You have to, I think an important thing to remember here, for those who want to trade out, you're, in my mind, you're, you're, your hypothesis must be at the start that you fully believe that any Justin Fields problem in years one, two, and three was because of the Bears and Luke Getzey and Matt Nagy and... Personnel. Personnel. You you have to put a large part on the Bears, which is fine. You You certainly can make that argument. And then you have to believe that he is going to transform under Shane Waldron and perhaps even an evolving Matt Eberflus in what will be his third year as head coach, along with the talent that's coming in, you have to really have a firm belief that he is going to make a significant the, leap. Now
1: – Hit the ground running in their hit first the year. Gr-
0: hit the ground running, playoff team next year, and – you have to believe in your heart deeply that this guy is capable of winning a Super Bowl. Okay, but let's just say let's just say that you have that thought. For all the fields diehards out there, God bless you. That's great. That's your thought. Okay. I'm just here to remind you of how lucky extremely lucky the Bears have gotten to one, have the number 1 pick last year and two have it again this year yep that is insane what it what basically has happened here the Carolina Panthers if we start with this year you traded with a team that had the ninth overall pick who finished seven and ten tied for second in the NFC South okay there was three teams that were seven and ten all right the Houston Texans, were 3,13 and one last year. 3,13 and 1. The Bears got the number one pick because they were 3 and 14. The reason why I'm bringing up the Texans is that the Texans got it right with their quarterback, and the Panthers got it wrong. That is a coin flip, all right? It could have gone the other way. Houston went from 3,13 and 1 to 10 wins. If the Panthers had gotten it right, we wouldn't be sitting in this situation and that was at best a 50-50 shot. Houston got it right, they won 10. Carolina got it wrong, Bears benefit. Bears miracle basically, I would almost call it. It's, that they got the number 1 it's pick a Miracle,
1: again. the Panthers were the worst team in football and but where this all started was the Texans beating the Colts on the final week of the season. Right. On a miracle play that they shouldn't have been trying to win. Exactly. Another miracle. And go back before that.
0: The Bears lost by three to the Dolphins. They lost by one to Detroit in a game they absolutely should have won. Houston almost beat them. Right. We had the one bizarre Roquan Smith. You had... You, well, that would have been good for him, but regardless, oh, yeah. you lost, never mind, you lost by, that didn't happen, you lost by three to the Falcons, you lost by five to the Commanders on a ball that Darnell Mooney dropped at the, in the end zone, you win any of those games, you don't have the number one pick in the year that they got, like, the, the year the Bears won three games, they should have won more than three games, they should have beaten the Dolphins, they could have beaten Detroit, they could have beaten the Falcons, they sh- they, Mooney at the, like, had any of those had happened, you right. wouldn't have had it. All Panthers
1: right? lost a lot of close games.
0: And then they, this year. Oh, right Panthers lost by three to the Saints, three to the Bears, and Tyson Bajan, The Packers, three to the Packers, three to the Bucks. Right, so it took a lot
1: it of took variables. A
0: miracle. Two miracles, basically, for the Bears to get back-to-back one picks. All right? right, you are not in this position very often. Right, and and they 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 had there was a tremendous amount of luck to get there. So
1: the the saying that we keep butchering here on the show, and we probably will hear again, is with to keep Fields instead of drafting the hope of Caleb is a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. We Bang. got it. We got it right. But to that point, when you talk about passing on Caleb Williams, well, he is also the bird in the hand. And to trade it back and say, "Well, we'll we'll push the quarterback decision down the road, that's the two in the bush." So, you're you're risking something with getting rid of Fields, but you're also risking something by getting rid of Caleb when you you have him in your hands. It's your decision most teams go into an offseason and they have to let the the draft fall to them. The Chiefs didn't know they were going to get Patrick Mahomes. They had to wait for Mahomes to fall to a certain spot and trade up to it. That takes a lot of variables. The Bears don't have any other variables other than the decision they make to draft Caleb Woods well, or about, Drake, whatever, let's or also, any
0: rookie quarterback. Let's also talk about the Patrick Mahomes thing. You have to get lucky that the team in front of you somehow thinks that Mitchell Trubisky or whoever the quarterback would be Correct. is the guy and they have to get it wrong for the you to get it right right so in this case you don't that part doesn't
1: that's the whole hypothesis well the league gets players wrong all the time you know there's guys that get your tom brady was in the sixth round so okay in that scenario we are just banking on if fields were to not work out we're banking on other teams ineptitude to hope that then the luck falls our way for once
0: right and so when you look at the decision if you are going to trade out you have to get those picks right. Whatever, whoever you're building around, Justin, you have to get the receiver right. You have to get you have to get the edge rusher right. You you've, you've got to get a lot of things have to be. You better be right on all of it to truly build a team. Versus like if 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 you just evaluate the quarterback and you get that right, it's going to cover everything else up. As you see with the way Kansas City is. They have that dude. Now, if you don't. So, so, so again,
1: let's not forget, let's not forget the template that some bears fans want to pitch is the 49ers or the Eagles build around the quarterback. Well, let's not forget that the 49ers traded three first round picks for Trey Lance and got it wrong. And if not for Brock Purdy being the final pick in the draft and somehow being a good quarterback or better than the options they had before. They, they, they're they probably firing people because they didn't get the quarterback position right in spite of the fact that they have a great team around them. The Eagles are the same way. Howie Roseman has swung and missed on different things. Carson Wentz didn't work out, but they had the fortune of Jalen Hurts falling to them in the second round, or maybe Howie Roseman isn't running and making the decisions for the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, which
0: is also why, like, look, you you just... The whole draft a quarterback every year conversation, I you know, fo- draft smart fo- operation, draft philosophy is a smart one because it is such an inexact science and you can get it right. And by the way, like people getting all fired up at, at, at Eric Kramer with with bringing up Baygent. <laughs> well, you, you you have to remember a- Eric Kramer was a junior college quarterback, and he didn't start in junior college when he first got there. He got to North Carolina State. He had to battle to become a starter there. He was not an instant success in the NFL e- either. It took him a while to get on the field. And so and then and who was Eric Kramer? He's the all-time leader in one season for Bears
1: passing yards and touchdowns. Right. So, and people so, go, well, the game is different nowadays. Not in Chicago it's not because he still holds those records since 1996 or whatever it was
0: which is why by the way that he would he could look at a guy like Bajan and think that you know what this dude in four games this year coming from division 2 out of West Virginia you know this is I I can I can completely get why he would have some level of respect and even belief in a guy like that who guys like that who don't get a ton of chances and in the case of San Francisco did and in the case of Eric Kramer did at any rate, that's why you draft quarterbacks. That's why you take chances. That's why credit to the Bears, whatever you want to say about Bajan, credit to the Bears, P.J. Walker, by We were able to at least identify that this guy's got some talent here, and, and, and we think that he can be a credible and, backup, and, which he proved to and be. And to
1: talk about tradebacks and saying, well, then you're going to get six blue-chip players. The Bears traded for Khalil Mack right. and gave up two first-round picks, and and some other picks to the the Oakland Raiders or the Las Vegas Raiders now. Go look at the players they ascertained. Go look at how that worked out for the... Ascertained,
0: ascertained, attained, yeah. Anyway, sorry,
1: go ahead. Go look at how that worked out for their franchise. You know, go look at Washington when they traded up with the Rams for Robert Griffin III, third. It's a long time ago, but go look at the trade and look at how it worked out for the Rams. Those players weren't didn't all end up being blue chips, so this hypothesis that you're trading back and all these players are going to be great players and they're all going to work out, It's it, yeah, it's a numbers game. The more ammo you have, the more likelihood some of those players will work out, but it's certainly not all, and it goes against, well, whether or not the first pick in the draft will work out. And if you're drafting a quarterback at one, Whoever it is, obviously they have to work out. But if they do, they are worth more than the than the trade because this is a quarterback driven league, and the 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 play the quarterbacks that are in. You know, this is also a passing league. I know Lamar Jackson is is the uh, exception to the rule right now, but even he passes the ball. It's to, to say that he's not a dual threat and has a great ability to pass the football would be doing a disservice and just referring to Lamar Jackson as different from the other quarterbacks that are still in it.
0: Yeah. As we wrap up Caleb Justin polls today. It is a bigger risk in my mind at least for the Bears and it's a if you if they go this route I will support it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that you're. I'm not gonna call Ryan Pulse any names, but it is a bigger risk in my mind, clearly, overwhelmingly, to stay the course that they're going. That is the boldest move he could make. I'm. I'm getting all these picks. I'm gonna hit on them. I have no idea when we're ever gonna be in this position again. If I'm wrong, I might have to trade up all sorts of assets to have to get back up there to get a guy that I want. But I believe in the direction that we're going in, and I'm mm-hmm. not. I am not moving off it that would be bold as hell but and I don't think he's gonna do it but if he does hey man uh you know you gotta he's in the position for a reason so you got he's gotta trust himself and if that's what he thinks that's what he thinks it's just it's just I just think it'd be an enormous risk and, and I wanted to underline how fortunate and how lucky and I, I guess people probably, I'm sure plenty of people realize that, but when you really look at what happened for this to happen in back-to-back years, it was straight crazy. Um, and so, hope you know, they got, last year they passed on CJ. I got it completely. This year, you've got two guys who are going to go one and two. And Bo Nix might go third now after today's conversation. <laughs> but you've got two guys who are going to go one and two. And you know, it would be it'd be Super bold if polls decides to not do it. All right, let's talk about uh, our friends at Ray C D J R. Are you in the market for a new vehicle? If you are, then we've got some great news for you. Our partner Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram in Fox Lake is starting their Ray Resolution you know, with the shouldn't, start. So shouldn't who I don't know who wrote the ad copy, but Resolution was right there. I don't. I don't yeah, 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 Resolution. You're yeah. right i mean a resolution start something new sales event you know what that means it means you're going to be able to shop incredible savings listen to me here every new vehicle in stock because they want to be clear and make a bunch of room for all the new vehicles that are coming in so they got to clear the house man so for a limited time discount uh for a limited time excuse me while i'm off off to a roaring start here get up to nine thousand dollars off that's the point on new jeep models with the dealer discount that's not all. You can shop their last call on remaining 2023 Dodge Challengers, Charger models, Hellcats, Scat Packs, whole lot more. Dodge is the most powerful muscle car brand So you don't want to miss on their last call with over 20 Dodge muscle cars to choose from. At Ray CDJR, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and drive home with more money in your pocket than you'd expect thanks to the Ray price. Promise, don't miss out. Shop great deals all month long and save big because Ray CDJR makes buying a new vehicle more affordable than ever. By the way, you can get a free all change when you mention CHGO at the Service Center or G-H-G-O. CHGO, <laughs> CHGO. Mention it when you book online at RayCDJR.com slash service. We have to schedule it before January the 31st. You're up, DraftKings. Take your time.
1: That's right. Um, as Mark goes and takes a bathroom break, I want to tell you guys about DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure you use the code C H G O when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of. The National Football League playoffs is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. So you know, get your parlays ready, get your bets down for the NFC and AFC championship games. I'm having friends over; they're all gonna park in my cul-de-sac. Nice. That's right. And Free Carm's not invited because he makes fun of that. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code CHGO. New customers, once again, can bet just 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Well
0: done. I was not even gone. I sat here the whole time.
1: Yep. You did it.
0: Yeah. You right. did it. All right. A couple of super chats that came in today. Did you British. Wash your hands. I did. Yeah. Uh,
1: and fresh and clean the buddy. results from the lie detector show that no 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 alive. you're not
0: getting me ever again on anything so that i, I covered my bases there too i put a little fresh quaff in the old hair uh british bear phil cundy love the show is still going postseason will you be coming to london with the bears next season would love to see you guys grab some bears british bear we really 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 hope that we'll be there which, by the way, become a diehard. Uh, that would be a great yeah, thing we're to gonna, do.
1: We're, we're, the, we're, there's you know, plans in the work, so stay tuned for announcements. When we do our schedule release show, which was a lot of fun last year where I conjure up ways of us winning 12 games every season – uh, we're gonna find out exactly when that game will be. When, maybe is, play when does start. the schedule
0: release show? Is that or when? when is after gonna, the draft, after sometime the draft. in May. That's all I care about. Yeah. yeah. Listen, we're, draft, going, we're going. We're going 15 and two next year. Polls is gonna have the greatest offseason of all time. I have no idea how it's gonna God, go, but that's what's gonna happen. Can you imagine how many
1: future Hall of Famers we're gonna have on the team by then? I, I can't say, wait. At straight. least seven more.
0: Uh, from our guy, no look pass. I think this, is this the first time we've ever gotten one from no look. 9.99. Thank you, no look. I love fields and thank you. He can be good on a consistent basis one day. It's been three years, and he has shown enough to pass on the high floor,
1: high ceiling combo of he Caleb not Williams. not shown enough, is what he actually said. Uh, t- time, yeah. Time to move on. So he... W- I, yeah. Oh wow, he said he's not. Wow, okay. Yeah,
0: my bad. It's been three years, and he has not shown enough to pass on the high floor, high ceiling combo of Caleb Williams. Thank you. Eyes can challenged here, along with everything else. Time to move on. All right, no look. Uh, that was some love for Justin, and you're 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 believing in a in in Caleb. Got you, Chris Pegero, forty nine ninety nine. Chris, appreciate you coming yeah, in late here. Brags, your point about the Raiders picks, yes, you have a point. But shouldn't it be more about do you trust your GM to make the right selection? And with the sample size we have now, I have full trust in polls, so whether we drafted one or trade
1: traded it, I trust him. I agree. I've said this for a while now. And people claimed it was flip-flopping, but I've said, I trust in polls. Do I think that Poles is going to draft Caleb Williams? Yes, I do. But ultimately, if he doesn't, A, we're going to have a meatball chucking party somewhere in the city where Corey Wooten and many others are going to throw meatballs at me, Carm, and I'm even going to make Hoag sit in on this now that we've made every show a Caleb Williams show here on CHGO Bears, and I know a lot of fans don't love that, but... Uh, I have always said trust in polls. And if he decides to run it back with Justin Fields, I will be very surprised, almost borderline shocked at that decision, but I do trust polls. And as we've always said a million times, the three scenarios they have trade back for a hall draft, Caleb Williams draft, Marvin Harrison, Jr. I, all of those scenarios create an opportunity for the bears to be very competitive next year and have a very exciting roster. So it's not always my side versus your side my opinion versus your opinion and we've just everybody's wanted to drive each other into these corners and create a very toxic argument around this whole thing it's the worst and i get it it's sports are tribalistic by nature um but it doesn't have to be that way we can try to drive the conversation in a healthier way what I saw on Twitter this morning was bullshit. Uh, the way somebody went at Herb Howard for his segment with Adam Hogue, um, that was bullshit. And we need to uh, you know, be adults. Not everybody on Twitter is an adult, so I think we got to keep that in mind. But at the end of the day, I think there's some of the rhetoric surrounding this conversation is bigger than football. And I, as we've talked about here today, I am fully capable of having a conversation outside of sports. So if anybody ever wants to hit me up, in spaces or or hit me up on DMs or come into our Discord spaces and have a rational, nuanced conversation about football or life, I'm more than willing to have it. But I just think when it comes to this whole quarterback decision and the tenacity behind it, the the vitriol from fans in our chat, it's disappointing, but it is kind of what it is. So, you, you know, we're trying to have fun with it here, but I think everybody needs to take a little bit of a step back.
0: It's always been an incredibly passionate discussion in Chicago, the quarterback. It was with Mitchell Trubisky. It was with Rex Grossman. It was with Kyle Orton. Justin Fields, uh, because of the color of his skin, it's gone in directions that it just should not have gone into, period. Uh, you know, I, it, it and the the whole thing with Herb, what? Her, Her, Herb, Herb. Uh, first of all, Herb's Herb's great, and he's a great person, and all that. Uh, second of all, Herb doesn't deserve that. Third of all, if you think that like Herb is like supporting Justin because Herb's black and Justin's black, it's just an insane thought. I mean, it
1: it just no nobody. There's very few that cover the team as well as Herb I, does, and he he understands the game of football more than a lot of guys do on it, the beat. He played the game, and no, it's it's not just about that. However, I'll also it, it, if you ahead. also
0: think that anybody here, like, white guy Carm doesn't like Justin because of the color of skin, that that it's offensive and it hurts, and 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 that's what Bragg no, is getting at,
1: right? And but the other thing too is if someone, you know. If someone looks at Justin Fields and relates to him because of the color of his skin, I'm black and he's black and that's why I support him, that's okay. It's great. I, I, I don't, Go ahead. I, it's down. okay to root for people beyond just how good they are for your football team. You know, people love Derrick Rose in this city because he was from the south side of Chicago. There was an emotional attachment. Did
0: you see his video about his journey?
1: No. And, D- and so that's o- amazing. Right so now. that's okay. You yeah. know, I, I, but then I think the other aspect of it too is when it talks about, when you're talking about evaluating the quarterback position, people go, well, how can I be racist? Because Caleb Williams is also black. Justin Fields is black. Like to me, that dismisses the point I think some people are trying to make. It's about the the intense criticism that black quarterbacks have to have and live to a higher standard that people take offense to. And I understand that, you know, Daniel Jones has got an extra contract. He's not that good of a quarterback. Why can't Justin Fields get four years to prove himself? Mitchell Trubisky got four years to prove himself and he's being judged by a standard that some feel others aren't. And I think that's a fair conversation to have. And I'm, I'm totally willing to have that at the end of the day, It's about the fact that the Bears have the number one pick. If the Bears had the number nine pick or the number eight and the number nine pick and had no shot to draft a quarterback, we'd all be looking at the opportunity that Justin Fields and the Bears have to be a great team. It's not it's not always about, oh, I'm just trying to get rid of them and I'm going to be hyper intensive in my criticism towards this guy. Uh, It could just be because there's an option that could be better. You know, for the Bears, it's sim- sometimes it's just that simple.
0: Yes, we're all going to get along. That's the bottom line of this whole point. Lay off Herb and. Yeah, that that was bullshit. Yeah, and, well, it was very few people too. So let's let's. It wasn't like a cavalcade of attacks on Herb, uh, but it was worth bringing up. And you got dragged into it, so. Thank you for voicing, getting it out here.
1: Well, right, and it was on our show. That's where it came from. Was from. I think a, I was on that show. You too. were on that show, so like. But yeah. you just
0: said it was it was it was Hogan and Herb their conversation. Where was yeah, that?
1: but they were the ones that really well, you know you for the. the middle. I, just, for I the just battle.
0: I was just sitting there. Let's be honest. Did
1: you like the thumbnail I made on that?
0: I I thought it was amazing. I
1: had been, Herb on one side, you know, Herb's on one side, Hogs on the other. I had Caleb in there. Yeah, I the, had the, do ah, right. Fields in there, ah, and then I had you in the middle. With a thought bubble and Baygent, you're you're just sitting there enjoying the battle, you're, you're, thinking about Tyson. You're Baygent. a very talented person, you know. Gre- <laughs> you know, Greg,
0: it's it, it, you are. It's getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles, Gregory. That's something we can all get behind for the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of us who share it.
1: I cannot believe that you're saying this right now because I would have never guessed. That we were because the electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs. As we all move with confidence towards an electric tomorrow, whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. So what should business owners do, Gregory? Go to ComEd.com slash clean to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, don't wait. Start making your plan today to switch. To electric vehicles, good for business, good for the planet, good for all of us. Go to comed.com/slash clean. Did you say comed.com slash clean? Yes, I did. Go now and see how going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come.
0: And a shout out to our friends at Empire Today, where you get the shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation. And the low price guarantee, Empire Today, the best place to get new flooring. And of course, there's a bunch of people trying to be like Empire, but they can't be beaten on quality, service, speed. And you're going to see some competitors out there going to say that they can do this for less, but they're low-quality products. Empire doesn't carry that. This is the first-class stuff that you get at Empire today. They won't promise the low price because anyone who does that is putting flooring in your home that they wouldn't put in theirs. That's what you love about Empire today. Do to my home what you would do to yours. That's what they're doing. They also make it super easy for you to see what's going to happen. Their virtual floor designer. Great way to see how the new floors will look in any space. It's easy. You just snap a picture and instantly see how new floor will look in your room. Do yourself a favor. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners get a $350 off discount when they use the promo code CHGO. Restrictions do apply. See empiretoday.com forward slash CHGO for details. Gregory, I got a question before we get out of here. What? When Jim Harbaugh gets announced as the head coach Of the should-be San Diego, but Los Angeles Chargers. Mm -hmm. And he's going to be in charge of Justin Herbert. Mm -hmm. Are you going to have a minor Braggs meltdown? Will we see an avalanche of Braggs Um, tweets? I've accepted my fate. You've accepted it? Yes. Because he was supposedly, uh, Jordan Schultz had it, that he was going to have a second interview with Atlanta. And then Schultz updated that he doesn't have that second interview. All signs point to the Chargers and Harbaugh. He was willing to look around, man. Charbaugh. Charbaugh could have been Shybaugh but it's Charbaugh
1: yeah the yeah. dream is dead I was kind of hoping that he couldn't find a way to the NFL and then he would coach Michigan one more year and then if things were you know then you have an insurance policy in case things didn't work out next year the dream is dead Harbaugh likely to go to the chargers they've got a lot of salary cap issue there so they've got a quarterback but it's going to be interesting to see how he builds that team around him with the cap you know problems they're they're dealing with uh
0: other breaking nfl news well not breaking now but news of the last 24 hours joe barry not going back to to, uh, green bay out as their defensive coordinator I know my Packer friends are super happy. See you later, Joe Barry. Um, Jeremy Fowler, ESPN saying that Jerry Gray, the Falcons assistant head coach, uh, with green Bay from 20 to 2022 is one name to watch in it. Chris Harris is also mentioned. Um, yeah, that's the thing. It's another, it's another job that exactly. Bears obviously need a DC. Now they're fighting with the Packers. So we're both, we're both, we're both looking at it, man. Um, so you know interesting times up in Green Bay, and uh you know tying Cliff Kingsbury around the Eagles have interviewed the u s c senior offensive analyst uh for their o
1: c job yeah, he's, so
0: I feel like he needs a west coast team you know, I like he's a he, west I don't think he'd do good in, in philly okay
1: yeah. uh, uh you Lee- make anything of that Albert Breer quote of that matt Eberflus was Talking up. Did you see this yesterday? I did not. Did not, I you did not it. see it. You want me to read it to you? I
0: would love you to. After that, I, yeah, read, NBC
1: you. Sports Chicago put out an article, and they highlighted the fact that Eberflus defended Justin Fields in in interviews with OC candidates. Like, kind of goes. I think would be the smart thing to do. I don't think he'd be trashing. Justin Fields to potential OCs that were coming here, regardless of what their well, well, decision to do, but it was something that gained a lot of reaction
0: from Bears fans. So I like that he's doing that. It doesn't – if you also – it's what he's saying. Look at what he's doing.
1: Right the way it was framed by Albert Breer was of course the chance potentially to coach USC's Caleb Williams was something mentioned to me as a drawing card by candidates for the job though Eberflus did defend Justin Fields in the interviews as I understand it
0: well look that's I I believe that because look what he did he got rid of Luke he got rid of Andrew Janoco. He basically uploaded the entire staff with with the exception of Chris Morgan and the tight ends coach. So I think Matt Eberfield is clearly, by his actions, is telling you that he did not think that Justin Fields was coached to the best of making the best of Justin Fields, if you will. Uh, Leon Castle, by the way, $20. Thank you, Leon. QB is the CEO of the team, and JF1 is at best an average quarterback. And you have Caleb Williams at one. Draft him. Reset the clock. And use the cap monies to sign more good free agents, i.e., Mike Evans. That's an interesting name, but the uh, and he was, love Mike Evans. He was, I mean, how much is ten straight
1: this? seasons of a thousand yards? Right. Receiving. At some
0: point, that thing's going to fall off. But he's been remarkably consistent. He was phenomenal. They, always, the they
1: thought you were going to fall off, and look at you at your
0: advanced at your age. age. I am falling off. Did no, you see?
1: man, you're in your prime.
0: Excellent point. You're right.
1: Become a diehard. We're going to be doing diehard overtime. As soon as this show is over, I'll be in there taking questions from anybody that wants to hang out and talk some Bears, try to do diehard overtimes after each show or as many shows as we can, do about 15 minutes where we hang out. Um, We do watch-alongs during the playoffs. uh, On Sunday, NFC and AFC Championship game, there's always a really big group of Bears fans hanging out in there, watching the game together, talking sports and reacting to the game so we'll be in there and of course you get a free shirt right out the gate exclusive content to adam hoag's weekly newsletters our bears 100 draft guide that's going to be coming out the top 20 should be out very soon all this exclusive content free shirt out the gate discount on merch discount on events like our draft party that's coming up or tailgates next season and and access to all our other chicago sports teams that we cover here at chgo sports
0: and we really, really appreciate the support, too, for those who've yeah. done it. Looking forward to talking on the Overtime Chat coming up right here on the Discord. And uh, stick around for CHGO Cubs. They got Joe from Obvious Shirts in, in the building. CHGO Cubs coming up at 1.30. Joe from Obvious Shirts is here. Sarah Fichter's uh, producing. Yeah. the. Great- and we got to set up the set, so stop talking. Let's get out of here. Bye.
1: Bye. <laughs> <laughs>